0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey. American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always... We are presented by Hard hide Poncha Hula Strawberry Whiskey. Andrew, I'm just leaving the dome. We'll get into it all in, the, all in the show, but I just want to say this. Thank you, Ryan Tannehill. He was an absolute dumpster fire in this game. He threw three picks. He missed three wide open throws, and the basic difference in this game was in the gotta-have throws. Carr made like three of them. Tannehill made none of them. Saints win 16-15. We're not going to put it in the vault. But 1-0 is 1-0.
0: 1-0 is 1-0. I'd like to uh, nominate the the Juge UDFA game. Uh, (laughs) Rashid Rashid Shahid. I know he had the fumble the start, but he scores the only touchdown of the game. Carl Granderson, one and a half sacks. Uh, Lou Headley, the punter, had a pretty good game himself. So uh, UDFA Juge kids just making plays all over the field. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, I, the story to me in this game is just tale, t- Trevor Penning's just complete inability to block in the first half, and I think once the Saints were able to get that under control, uh, once the Saints were able to get that under control, things were went much better. So in the second half, you felt like it was the Saints' game to win. Yep. They were going to take control of things, that they were going to take, care of, take care of business. It got a little dicey there at the end, but. You know, I got to say this. I, I thought the Saints did a good job with adjustments. Yeah. Uh, rotating protection help over there. You see on that long pass to Shaheed, they yeah. put Taysom Hill next to Trevor Penning to give him some help and kind of double Arden Key there. Um, but also, you know, look, you, you, you have uh, after, after the first run, I think it's, and, and the penalty, the false start, I think it's second and 14. And the Saints mm-hmm. trust Derek Carr to throw two plays in a row because the Titans have three timeouts. Uh, he hits Michael Thomas on a crossing route, and then he hits Shahid, kind of feathers a deep ball. I mean, I think Carr showed a lot of guts, a lot of courage, a lot of moxie. He,
1: got, uh, he was getting the, the you-know-what beat out of him. I mean, they, could, they couldn't block anything. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted out, and I put it in the Discord. I was like, this, the only thing the Saints have blocked this entire game is a punt. Like, yeah. It was that bad. I will say the punt block. We could hear it like as clear as day in the terrace. So they they blocked it so clean. It like sp- it spun like a top instead of you know like a scoop and score punt. But Andrew, listen, Penning, it, he didn't play last year. He this is the first time he started an NFL game and finished an NFL game. He didn't even do that against Carolina last year. So like he's going to struggle. And the one thing I want to say to add to your Pete Carmichael trust in Derek Carr and running the Saints. They ran some really, this is a derogatory word, but it's not derogatory when it works. I thought they ran some really cute, interesting running plays at the end of the game that worked. They had one that got the penalty on Kirkwood. They ran the run with Shahid where he stayed in bounds. Like, I thought that was excellent game planning where you're like, we can't run right at them. They're destroying us. We have to get cute. And they got cute, and they ran it, and it worked. Um, Also, Andrew... The interception drops over baby three, you know, like that saints are creating turnovers, three interceptions by, by defensive backs. What was happening?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And it wasn't Sorensen making the picks either. So, um, but, but, but uh, no, I look, I, I think in picks last season, they have three in one game. Uh, and, and the story really was, look, I, I like the Saints secondary. I thought Alante Taylor played well. Debo made a lot of plays. Lattimore was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I thought Marcus May played well. Honey Badger was solid. So I, I just loved the secondary. And then, and then you look at, you know, there's been a couple injuries uh, or, or just, you know, guys getting nicked up. It looked like Alante Taylor was maybe struggling with cramps and it looked like they were maybe managing Lattimore a little bit with his knee issue, but... You know, Isaac uh, Yadam goes in there, deflects a pass, and right. they test him right away with a D ball. He deflects the pass, and the Saints get an interception for May out of that. And then uh, Ugo Amati has to come in the game when Taylor has cramps, and he nearly picks off a pass. So I, I think not only is the secondary very good, but they have depth, and they had guys that stepped in that maybe weren't expecting to play today, and they made plays.
1: Yeah, and look, Derek Henry had one nice run. He had one nice screen where Tennessee caught him. But Tennessee, like they, they get, their players get and the coaches get paid to give them full credit. They hit him. That was it, basically, for the Titans the whole day. And,
0: and I look, mean, I think you look. Oh, Ralph, you have to look. There, there were probably two plays where one was a definite touchdown. Uh, I mean, Tannehill has to make those throws. And, and on the trick yeah, play, they ha- had, they had him. Period. Period. uh, Yeah. And and, and Tannehill, he's a veteran. I've seen him make that throw a million times and I I don't know what was up with him, but he was absolutely abysmal. But here's the thing. And and I think to some degree, the Derek Carr interception was a product of this as well. We've seen this time and time again, when you continually get to a quarterback and you hit him over and over and over, they start to get rattled and they start to make mistakes. And like, if they have all the time back there, and they have, they can kind of pick a defense apart. Most guys in the league are going to make the throws, but the more you hit them, and that's that's kind of the Saints turned Tannehill into a pumpkin today. And I think while he missed those throws, and you can kind of say, well, yeah, the Saints were a little bit fortunate. I think that was a product of. I, I mean, at well, one I like- point, it, it felt like Penning was giving up sacks every play. But I, I looked, and it was at halftime, and. The, the uh, Titans had eight quarterback hits. The Saints had nine. So even though yeah. it felt like the Titans were getting more sacks, the Saints were the getting Saints. even more pressure on Tannehill. He was just doing a better job of avoiding the sacks.
1: Yeah. So uh, one thing on offense is Olave on a field full of elite athletes, he just looks different. The only way the Titans covered him was when they tackled him which yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that wasn't a pass interference call. It
0: well, huge. you know, I, I thought the Derek Carr play was a clear fumble and they ran it back to yep. a touchdown. They're not supposed to blow that dead. That's right. right? Because more yeah. you let the play play out and then you can go back, but they blow it dead, which I thought was the first mistake. Then after review, they stick with the call on the field, which I, that was shocking. They, they couldn't even get it right on review. I thought,
1: I thought it took so long because they were trying to figure out where to spot the ball. I was like, right. that's a, I, a, that's a I, I
0: thought the Saints dodged a major bullet there. And I mean, honestly, that was like a difference in the game, but yeah, you know, the Olave no call kind of maybe that, that evens it out a little bit. Uh, Cause I mean, obviously the Saints would have scored a touchdown there for sure. Uh, But no, I mean, seriously, going back to special teams, I I just want to say when you're in a 16-15 game, you win by one point. You made a big decision right before this game to cut two known quantities and say, you know what, we're going to go with a UDFA rookie kicker and a UDFA rookie punter. And and Groupie and Headley, I thought, both played exceptional. And and Headley Mm. was the holder, by the way, on the field goals. I I thought, Yeah, I thought he was good holder. I thought they both. But they both played well. Groupie, in particular, made all his kicks. And, like, I'm just saying, when you're in a 16 15 game, every time they're on the field, it matters. And, you know, like, if the Saints had lost that game because of a missed kick or a bad punt or whatever, your field position,
1: would we'd Crucify how,
0: how much cru- DA have gotten killed on the other oh, side cruc- of that? So,
1: crucify. Yeah. Crucify. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about Headley, he was hitting like two irons. He was punting, like, two irons. I didn't like it. They had, like, no hang time on his punts. But, hey, listen, he can get better. Penny can get better. Back to the defense, they talked about all offseason, Andrew. They were like, listen, we got to get better. We got to get back to Saints run defense, I think is the word Dennis Allen used. And they made decisions. Davenport, goodbye. Onyamada, goodbye. Tuttle, goodbye. Like, the Saints made those decisions. And I thought, for the most part, they held up beautifully today. Now, look. Tennessee's offensive line is cheeks and it's not going to get I don't think they're going to be much better the entire year. Like their their offensive line is going to be a problem where you can see the Saints kind of solidify and maybe getting better. Like Tennessee has a bunch of guys suspended and out and injured. So like their offensive line is cheeks, but it's not our problem. The Saints they they had to stop Derrick Henry, they held up um and Breezy, I know he doesn't like jump off the stat sheet. But Andrew, when I'm set sitting in section 641 in the Terrace and he's jumping out like his body and he just moves different than a defensive tackle. Like part of me is like try him at end, man. Like he just he just moves differently than other defensive yeah, tackles. He
0: seems he seems strong, he seems quick. There's pocket push and and I saw him just move Tannehill off his spot. Even when he wasn't getting sacks, he was getting hits or he was redirecting the quarterback, being disruptive. And you know this, Ralph. Like especially with quarterbacks that are less mobile, pocket passers, you get pressure up the middle, and that 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 turns quarterbacks like that into pumpkins. You know, so I, I look at Bracy, and for his first game, I thought it was absolutely exceptional. And look, I think this defensive line as a whole, like you want it to be. Where Cam Jordan is is maybe not the guy you're counting on as much. I thought Cam Jordan had a good game. He tipped a bunch of passes, but you know, really, it was Granderson that I thought off the edge was terrific. I thought Passanio had some good plays. Bursi was great. Uh, I thought Kalen Saunders was good against the run. So th- there were a bunch of good moments. I thought, look, Demario Davis maybe on a couple pass plays, you could see he was a little slow, but I, I thought Demario Davis was exceptional in this game. Pete Werner so. I I just feel really good on the other side. I mean, I, they didn't give up a touchdown. so yeah, I, I like, think you got to feel great about how, where this defense is at. They get they create three turnovers. They get sacks. They get pressure. And look, Derrick Henry's a beast. Like he like he is a load, and you know he's gonna like there. If there's no way around it. He is an NFL superstar. You know he's gonna make a handful of plays a game. That's just how it is. And and so yeah, and he, and he did. Uh, but overall, I think you have to be really pleased with how the Saints played defensively. Offensively, I think I was disappointed in the game plan coming out just because, and, and the broadcast said it, Ralph, and I agreed completely. It was like, listen, if you allow Penning to give up one more sack, it's coaching at this point. Because it became clear that he was a liability on the field and that they couldn't hold up with him. So whether you replace him or you chip, or you double team, you figure out some new pass protection plan where he has help. You have to do that. And basically, as soon as the broadcast said it, the Saints made the adjustment. It came out at halftime. Penning didn't give up another sack. So yeah. kudos to Pete Carmichael. And you said it on the last drive. It took a lot of guts. It took a lot of creativity. I thought in the second half, they were able to mitigate kind of the, this, this weakness that they had. Um, you know, they won't play the Titans defensive front every week. I think and it'll that, get better. That,
1: that, that's, that's a good point. Like people, I don't kind of see there. They're not really a a, a, a national quantity. People don't know like their defensive line. They have dudes. Arden key was putting penning in the torch chamber. They have Simmons. They have Landry. They had like the archer guy. Like they have guys like the saints will not face a front. They'll face some front that are good, but not most weeks.
0: Like that, might be, that might be one of the best they face all year, yeah. yeah.
1: Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey. American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana, at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com.
0: And so, and and look, so we'll, we'll see, you know, I I mentioned this in the discord, but with penning, and and this is what Zach Shreve told me last year. He's like, look, his technique is off like, and this is his second start. So it's going to take time. And you know, the mm-hmm. thing with Zach, I was, I asked Zach, I was like, how long does it take? I to figure out technique. And, and Zach's like, honestly, it could take a week and he could never figure it out. So the, the, the response there was like, it completely depends on the guy and how smart he is and how, how able he is to learn and pick up from his mistakes. So like, there's going to be a lot of tape for penning to watch. He he will get it spelled out for him. You look, he's fortunate to have Doug Marone and Jari Evans and guys in that building who are going to spell it out for him on tape. Here's where you screwed up. This is why this happened. And like, now he's in a race to kind of make these adjustments to get himself up to a place where he's a good player. Because right now, like that's, that's the one guy he's, he's blocking the blind side for Carr, And I think he, he is a liability and he, he's at, you know, if Carr gets hurt or something happens because of his lack of ability, you know, that, that could sink the Saints season. So well, to me, when I look at this game, I'm like, thank God they won. Great job. And, and, you know, again, we talk about this all the time. Just find a way to win the game because yeah. five weeks, six weeks from now, we're not going to remember this game or think about what they did to win it. It's just like it just counts as 1-0. And then sometimes these ugly games – yeah. You just set yourself up for success down the road by finding a way to just getting the win. So they did that, and, yeah. and you know, this was a one-score game. They made the plays down the stretch to do it. But, like, to me, I saw a whole lot of good, and the biggest concern that we had coming into this game, which was the offensive line, is clearly the area that needs the most work.
1: Yeah, and I'll listen, you know, I fought with the nerds on Twitter all offseason, and they were like, listen, the Saints TPA was top five and passing. I don't know how much of an upgrade Derek Carr is going to be from Andy Dalton because when you're top five EPA, you know, that's hard to get better. And today, like you saw it, like if the Saints are quarterbacked by Andy Dalton, they don't win. Because there's like three throws that Andy Dalton, he's not, he's not making. Okay. So yeah. to me, sometimes to me it's not
0: about, I mean, Ralph, sometimes it's not about stats. I mean, also you saw Derek Carr's command in the huddle, You saw how in control he was. Like, he would get frustrated when the play wasn't in quick enough. He'd go to the sideline be like, let's go, let's go. He was barking things at the line of scrimmage, kill, kill, Uh identifying the linebacker. He was doing a bunch of audibles. Like, you just saw him in full control. His head's in the game. He's locked Uh in. And then at the end, like, look, the interception was horrible. There's no excusing it. But but I think kind of like Tannehill – He was getting hit a bunch and like you quarterbacks get rattled and like he made a terrible play, but he bounced back from that. And I just think his courage at the end, standing in there after he'd been hit so much, you know, feathering a ball down the field, you know, a couple of his downfield throws were absolutely beautiful, by the way. Um, But, but, but I, I just think he's a guy where, Look, I, and I, I hesitate to always compare him to Dalton or Jameis Winston because, like, he's the quarterback now. It's not, about, it's not about that. But I just think, like,
1: man, I don't know if those guys make those throws and win that game. In- Carr is a top half NFL quarterback. And, like, that's what the Saints said they were getting. Like, we're getting a top 16 NFL quarterback. Maybe we, we think he can be better, but that's what, that's what basically we're paying for.
0: Um, well, and I think what means a lot to Carr when you look at this game is he probably, he's probably thinking back to his time with the Raiders, and he's like, yeah, I throw that one pick, and it's over. I have no shot. Like, I have no shot at winning a game if I make a mistake like that. And, you know, if we score, and, and, and like, I, he's getting a taste of what it's like to have a good defense, and, you know, we only put up 16 points on offense today, and we still won the game. That's that's where his head's at right now. He never experienced that with the Raiders, ever. They were you know, never holding a team at yeah, 15. No, and he, no. So I, I think for Carr, I think he's already starting to experience, like, yeah. Like, I, I, I think this is only going to help him build confidence, know that he's got a defense on the other side where it's like, all right, these guys are going to have my back if, if I don't play my best game. But – and you saw him make plays down the stretch, I think, to win it. So, again, yeah. I don't know that this Tennessee Titans team was very special. I expected the Saints to win this game at home. I, I picked them to lose, but I, I this was a game that they very easily could have had. I'm glad they won it. Uh, look, next week in Carolina, look, Ka- Ka- Bryce Bryce Young looks like a rookie quarterback right now. and And he didn't have a very good first game against Atlanta. So, I think that's another... He's going to be a different kind of quarterback, more challenging to defend in some ways. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that more this week. But I think there's a tremendous opportunity to go 2-0 and with this defense. And like I, I think, again, you find a way to win, and that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like in 2018, 2019, the Saints started. Like, it was ugly. Like, they played in 2018. They, they lose at home to Fitzmagic. And the next week they're playing Cleveland, who had lost like twenty something games in a row. And if Cleveland's kicker doesn't throw up all over himself, they're 0 two, right? Right. So right. I mean, you just gotta you just gotta stack the wins and and it's it's much more it's much easier and it's much more enjoyable to fix your problems as you go. Um, as you I, I did,
0: I did not expect Tannehill to be this bad. No, um, no, you know, he, he was absolutely atrocious and credit the saints. You know, I think a lot of it was yeah. them, them making him look like that, but he also missed some plays that I, I, I I'm, I'm stunned. Yeah. So he was really, really bad. And I think in some ways the saints were fortunate. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I can't get over the fact that they've actually
1: intercepted three balls.
0: <laughs> Dude, do, we need to start a mon- do we
1: need to start a catching mfers? Mean, yeah, Thomas, like, we need to We need to mark it down. Montage yeah. cut ca- ca- catching mfers. We'll 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 catalog all the interceptions. So guys, we're giving we're giving this podcast to everybody for free because we want everybody to see how amazing Saints Happy Hour podcast is. And we had a ton of people sign up this weekend, Andrew. I'm not going to name them all because I don't have the list in front of me, but we had a ton of people sign up. It's a great product. Just Sub, sub, all we ask subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast listen on RSS feed YouTube wherever and I promise you'll enjoy it you'll become a patron guys. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to fly back with my son, Max. He got a taste of his first Saints win. He was pumped. He loves Olave. Olave had a great game. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to Thomas for running the show back in Poland. I don't even know what time it is in Poland. But, Thomas, thanks for doing it. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. And we will see you next time. Uh, I messed up the ending. We'll We'll see you on the live stream Tuesday night.